Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lilith Tove, everybody, and welcome to Love Live, Rock Remnant Reality Radio. That was U2 in Yaz Country to kick off this RIP 2.0 Rock Reflections. This is a nightly doers of the word love fellowship broadcast gathering where inquiring minds want to know were we in the Ruach HaKadosh or our own Yucca Flesh today? I am Shalak Scribe, President of Emulators MC, Motorcycle Congregation, Shalak Habahaba, and your very special guest, Yajay for Yahweh tonight. Let's get to it. We start each podcast at 707 Pacific Standard, 907 Central, and 1007 Eastern. We are praying for Mike the Spike. We hope he comes back. We're not sure what's going on with him, um, but we are sure Yah will let us know when it's time. If you'd like to join us on the call, just dial 727-731-3257. No access code needed. Again, that is 727-731-3257. And you're in. If you are new, welcome to Transform. Welcome to RIP 2.0. We hope this resonates with you, and we hope this keeps you coming back. We have got Marissa here with the warning, warning, warning um, for all visitors. Here we go. Hi, Lee. I got our literature reading here for our Transform Recovery meeting. Damaged souls, damaged hearts, crushed spirits. Who you see here, what you hear here, when you leave here, let's stay here. Transform recovery is a refuge, the healing place, the hospital for the heart, the sanctuary for the soul. A warm, friendly environment was created for caring, compassion, and love to be realized. No plastic people here. We keep it real. We invite you to do the same. Open up, share your in-depth testimonies, your fiery trials, and your tough temptations. Holding past, holding our past inside is poison to our souls. Sharing our issues openly reveals that which has been hiding in darkness to be brought into his marvelous light. It exposes the accuser. It loosens the liar and it lessens the load. The freedom you feel you, you can safely open up in these love fellowship groups is vital. You are under no surveillance and transformed out is not connected to any law enforcement agency. You are not being set up any type of failure here, but no incarceration, no mental institution, but you find your new exciting life as one in your new Yafim as a new creation. We're not an anonymous fellowship group like other 12-step programs, rather we are very outreaching and promotional in an effort to reach the lost on purpose. Although we are not anonymous, we are very confidential. Opening up as a group is not to put out your bad business, but it's to put out the solution. We are in transform recovery and have come to understand that people will attend our fellowship groups from all walks of life. People from every color, race, gender, and background imaginable. Newcomers will come into the group extremely worldly or fleshly broken people. They may be hungry or homeless, helpless, hurting souls who have no idea what to do. The amount of family dysfunction, soul sickness, and actual abuse, whether sexual, mental, physical, emotional, it will be 
vary from person to person. Some may be heavily sedated on prescription drugs or may have even used today. It is very hard to help someone who is intoxicated. We encourage anyone who has used today to please wait till after the meeting to detox the transformer. We are aware that some are suffering severely and are hurting over things that may be quite graphic and horrific in nature. We want you to know that you are in the right place. You are safe here. We learn to listen with the utmost sensitivity to each other's circumstances. One scars, one seemingly impending doom of a jail sentence, a repossession of a car, a home foreclosure, one struggling with homelessness or even a house fire where all personal possessions were lost. Some will be struggling with hunger, poverty, sickness, dereliction, degradation, a death of a loved one, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, mental abuse, spiritual abuse, physical abuse, even torture and or extreme bodily harm, etc., etc. The list of potential hurts and pains. It has endless as addictions, idols, false gods, and sins. We encourage you to patiently and respectfully listen to each person's share, empathetically understanding that some may be understandably quite rough around the edges. Your language may be offensive as they may not yet learn to communicate properly without street talk, cursing, swearing on lascivious talk. We ask for you to long suffer with those that are still working on their perfecting of their potential dysfunctional drug-damaged or destroyed abusive character. We ask as you share to refrain from inappropriate speech, but we must be sensitive to where each speaker may be. Some may have never opened up a Bible before and may have no clue who the Messiah Yeshua is, let alone Yahweh or even the Holy Spirit. We can never assume that everyone is in the same place in their relationship with our Creator. Some may not even know Him at all, and some may in fact have had bizarre church experiences whereby the spirit of love was pursuing them but yet could not receive that love and may have rejected Yah Mahaba as he was trying to save them. We cannot possibly begin to stop or censor or filter anyone's sharing. There's a saying that truly applies and transforms. We cannot become so heavenly minded that we have no earthly good. Staying relatable will assist us greatly in working set apart scripture step twelve which is essentially helping others correctly in the standards of leadership set forth for transformers in the set-apart scriptures. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Marissa. We're going to jump into our seventh bodybuilder, our Ahaba offering or love offering. Now, love is an action verb. Most people think it's an emotion, but it is not. It is a verb. Uh, this offering goes to support our radio and prison ministries, our faith paper farms, our, and houses of worship, and our Yah building ministries. Um, now, the question, you know, uh, Malachi 3, 8, um, 8, and 8 and 18 actually uh, paints a really interesting picture. Uh, I won't read the whole, uh, the whole portion. Uh, it's about 10 verses. Malachi 3, it says, Will a man rob Elohim? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, And what have we robbed you? In the tithe and the offering. You are cursed with a curse for the nation. All of you are robbing me. Bring all the tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. And test me now with this, says Yahweh of hosts, whether I will not open the windows of Shamaim for you and pour out a barukatah 
until there is no sufficiency of room left to store it. So that's a pretty big promise. That's a pretty big, you know, and he encourages us to test him. Hear that. If you're going to hear anything, hear that, okay? Now, don't give only for that reason, but definitely hear that part. And then they shall be mine, says Yahweh of hosts, for the day that I will make up my treasure, and I will pity them as a man has pity on his son who serves him. Then you shall return and see the difference between the righteous and the wicked, between him who serves Elohim and him who does not serve him. Now, I'm going to encourage you to go back and read Malachi 3, 8 to 18 on your own. I did leave out some very important verses. Okay? But trust me, it's there. But don't take my word for it. Go and look for it yourself. When Abiyah says you can test him in this, and all it takes is 10%. I think it behooves us, and I have not learned this lesson as effectively as I should, so I'm guilty for not doing this as often or as long as well as I should, as effectively as I should. But when I have, I can tell you that Abaya has a way of making that 90% that you're left with stretch beyond your possible imagination. And then when he starts pouring his barukata back into it, on top of you, you're going to be that much better for it. So again, don't take my word for it. Go search it out for yourself. Actually, the entire book of Malachi is extremely interesting. 3.8 has this one specific point. Um, actually, it's got several points. I don't think there's one point in any single book that stands out. I know. I think you know what I'm saying, okay? Get into it, study it for yourself. Be rewarded for it, for your study and for your giving, not because not because you'll get back, but because Abiyah is about changing hearts and lives through us, just like he did in us. So hallelujah. If you are being led by the Ruach to give, you can do that by going to give.yahweh.love and give to your heart's content. You don't have to give until it hurts. But definitely give, if at all possible, the bare minimum. Because the bare minimum when returned is not going to be a minimum. Yah says, test me in that. So you can go to give.yahweh.love. That's our PayPal portal. You can also snail mail us at Love Inc. P.O. Box 68138, Phoenix, Arizona. 85082, or you can text 77777 to 44321. So, hallelujah. Abiyah, in the name of Yeshua, we just ask that you pour out your barukatah upon all those that you've led to financially support Love Inc., Faith Favor Farms, Yability Ministries, the Prison Ministry, uh, we ask that you pour it out until they cannot contain it, until it surprises them. So they have to give a testimony about how they have been baruched because of your promise being fulfilled. Hallelujah. All right. Again, as I said, I am scribe, and I am glad to be here. 
I am excited about today. Today was the last day of the Shavuot convocation, which was, it's also known as the Feast of Weeks, because it was at the end of the 70 weeks that, or the the end of the 49 days, however that goes, there was a, um, I'm going to screw this all up. <laughs> um, this is the this is the day they arrived at, or this was observed as the month, the day they arrived at the foot of the mountain where, where Moses went up and got and received the Torah from Yahweh, where the Ruach and Amet was supposed to be poured out onto Israel, anointing and consecrating them as a unique nation unto Yahweh to act as a witness to the rest of the world. They screwed up. Abba Yah long suffered with them, and things continue to work out. But in the New Testament, this is referred to as, you know, in the Hebrew culture, it's still considered Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks. In Christianity, it's called Pentecost because it was 50 days after, and it's when the when the Ruach HaKodesh was actually poured out as described in the book of Acts 2.38. So, that having been said, I am excited to be here. I am more than happy to be emceeing this line, and I'm grateful for Marissa, grateful for Yami, grateful for Kim, Greg, Corey. So much to be grateful for. That list is truly endless and I need to keep working on it. So hallelujah. With that, I will pass to whoever wants to go next. Introduction line is open. Hi, everyone. I'm Marissa, and I'm thankful to be here tonight and for having another day of, of um, Shabbat. As I was ready to it as a day that I did not know it was not Shabbat. So it's good to have some time to rest and spend time with um, Yahweh and still grasping the whole understanding of the whole thing. So it's the learning process for me as I am trying to understand the whole concept of the whole thing. But um, it's um, always something to learn as we go forward and yeah, and um I'm thankful for our children. I was listening to a song, and I listened to it the other day, too, and it was a hallelujah, and I was I think played out over, over my children and for Yami's daughter today, for um, Lori. So I'm thankful for, um, for Yahweh's help and his hand to be upon our children and for um, the help that he's been doing with us here at them. Um, it's me living here at um, Scribe's house and that um thankful that Yahweh is has his hand upon this. Because I know it's it's tough at times being in a um a place that I was not on my agenda but it was on Yahweh's agenda. So Yahweh's working it out for his for his glory and um it's a it's a learning process for everyone but it's also a there's always rewards that come with the 
situations in our lives. As I kept on praying, praying about it, that Yahweh knew what I, what I had to do. And um, I had to get rid of get rid of things in my life and he always he always knows where where I'm at and my my um, recovery and with with um, my next phase in life it's always unknown like you said one time Naomi that we can't have one foot in yesterday and one foot in tomorrow so that's like um I have to really stretch my my understanding to know that I can't worry about too much in the near future. So I just have to pray about it. I'm thankful that we can look to Yahweh for those issues and to know that He's He's going to take care of it. Because if I if I stress over something that's, that's beyond my control, I can't. It's not going to make me get anywhere. <laughs> so I just thankful that Yahweh has it on His timing and um. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yami, would you be willing to come forward, introduce yourself, let us know what's going on with you, touch on your gratitude list, and then pray clear the line. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm willing, and Yah makes me able through the gift he plants within me. Um, Lori had, um, I guess it was, um, a, a operation, but a test operation to figure out what's wrong with her. And they informed me that when Lori was born, she was born with a defect. That defect was most people in their heart have three valves. Well, Lori was born with only two. And the one is not working proper. And they have, they have to have a team meeting. And we invite Yeshua to be the leader and in the mind of the decision makers on what they'll do for Lori, what will um what they what will be the next step. And I believe that Yah can create her valve that wasn't there. They informed me that this um defect is passed down. It's a generational curse is what it is. So in the name of Yeshua, I disagree with that curse and I cancel it. And I believe that Yah um, will handle it. If he does use human hands, it will be him that directs and corrects what needs to be corrected. Um, I was supposed to inform all her siblings that it is hereditary and there there might be 
one of the other kids have it. So um, that gave me a chance to talk to my son and leave. He wouldn't talk to me. I left the message. And in that, I was able to reverse him saying what's going on with her is my fault because it wasn't. Um, it might, it probably is not from my side of the family, but from the father. Because I remember, um, you know, some that I knew about, about the grandma, and the grandma had the same kind of problem that, with, that Lori does with the weight on his stomach. So, hallelujah. Did I lose somebody? Hello? Can people hear me? I heard a noise. Yes, we can. No, we can hear you just fine. Go ahead. Okay. So um, I'm just agreeing with Yah. She's, you know, she's in his hands and what he chooses to do. All the honor and respect belongs to him. He does use people, and if he chooses to, well, so be it. But it is him who will um, make it all work, and she will be able to, um, you know, have a normal heart. Hallelujah. So um, what else went on? I just um, was up there with Lori most of the day. We started in the morning, as you guys remember me driving there. And then I had to, um, at 9.30, go be to my doctor appointment and got that um, finished and went back, and she still hadn't went in. And it was after... 3.30 that she finally went. They had room for her. Um, the doctor talked to me before and um, then the nurse said he will be talking but he did let me know um, that that um, uh, all decisions are made with the team and I pronounced Yah as the leader of that team. And Yah will put in the mind of a decision maker what is is for Laura's best interest because he takes care of his own. Hallelujah. So um, well, my son still isn't talking to me, but I did leave him the message. And it, it just um, will make it clear that it wasn't because of me that Laura um, had this heart failure. Yami, what's your son's name? Jerry. Jerry? Yep. Okay. We will keep him in prayer. Yeah. He's um, pretty bitter at me about anything that goes wrong 
he thinks it's my fault, but his father was the same way. Well, so, yeah, I mean, you're you're an easy target, and if he takes, you know, I, I'm again, I'm not saying that to, I'm not saying that to be mean spirited or, um, or anything, but you're an easy target, and if that's the if that's the ruach that his father had, or if that's the spirit that his father had, and mm-hmm. you know, then that definitely needs to be called out. Okay. That, that Jerry will be. I did remember praying that all the evilness in his father would not enter him, but Jerry is having a complete issue with um, Ruach, with all, with Yahweh, with everything. He don't go to church anymore of any kind. He's um, got mixed up in some false stuff. I've been praying for that, you know, that he will come to truth. So, yes, um, whatever that spirit of accusing and blaming uh, against that comes against me through Jerry, um, I cancel it. I rebuke it and I silence it that it cannot um, accuse me anymore of anything, whatever spirit it came from. Oh, yes, it's Yah's really been working in Jay because I talked with her about 20 minutes ago, and she was not drunk driving. She was walking, and the a police officer recognized her, and she had a warrant out because she missed a court date that she never got the notice of, and tomorrow she will um, be before the judge and the lawyer that they appointed her already talked to some of the other lawyers against her, and and she believes it should be straightened out and she should be released tomorrow. And there should be no ticket because she was walking and it didn't involve driving at all. And the reason she's not even in Dane County, she's in Dodge County, because that's where she didn't get the notice of the court date. And um, she had missed it, and that made her... um, uh, able to be arrested. So I got it from the horse's mouth, what's going on. So tomorrow at 1230 is her court. And I know she had decided and why she was here was not drinking. So um, I do believe she told the, the truth. They just recognized It's a small town where she has friends, and they just noticed her and knew she had a warrant. 
I don't know how they can do that, but I guess if you have a warrant, they can. So, Yah's been doing, Marissa, your prayers, scribe our prayers, all of our prayers, are working mightily, and Ruhak's doing all he can to spread love towards my children and and grandchild. Jade, all my grandchildren I lift up to, and all my great-grandkids. And I'm just... um, just seeing just it's the time for these things to be canceled and for them to come to the knowledge of of our Messiah and so I'm standing in agreement with Yah's plan for these and I rebuke and Satan from all the lies I just, yeah, I ask that you put, don't let the lies be put in. I don't know if I can stop the enemy that way from lying to them, but I pray that you give them an experience that they know that they want the truth. And you are the way, the truth, and you will give him them each life. So I just um, agree for for them to choose life. And thank you, Father, that you do present life to us. And um, just let it be. But help them to overcome and to come in the right place with you. And Father, it is their choice. And I do know you give us all every opportunity to choose life. So um, I thank you that you're doing your part. And I um, rebuke the enemy and um, cancel his assignment that are against my bloodline and um, I put a mute order out to the demons that are um, attacking um, the people that we all love. We all want to be those that we are the workers for, that they are um, free to receive you and free to have life, and I pray that they choose life, and I um, just thank you that you kept Laura alive, and and you, she has a heart for prayer, and she has a relationship with you. I thank you for that, and that all this is happening for a reason and you will make what Satan wants to be wants to be evil you will turn it to good thank you that I can trust that you take what Satan means for evil and make and turns it for good and so be it 
and um, my father is uh, for the third day not eating or drinking, but is alive. And um, he's not talking now. So I guess mom sort of accepted that it's probably his time to go. It may be. And that his body is expiring and and she is going to trust, you know, and let dad be where ever Yah wants him. And if he wants to turn it into a miracle, hallelujah, we receive that. I receive that on behalf of my bloodline. And I um, pray that that you're communicating with him, that you're helping him realize whatever he needs to know to um, walk with you through eternity. And thank you that all um, things work out for good. So I just um, stand in awe of you and understand that there's much more to life than what meets the eye. Thank you, Father, that you've given us the Ruha so that we have the spiritual eye. Hallelujah. So this evening, let us grow a little bit more and understand our part so that we we be doers of your Torah and um, follow those instructions and that we help others to we do our little part knowing you are the author and the finisher of each of our lives. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. When we come back, we will get to our sacred, our set-apart Step 10 reading, and we'll walk through tonight together. Hallelujah. This is Newsboys. That's how you change the world. That's how you change the world.
Hallelujah. Sacred Scripture, Step 10, Ruach Reflections, Examinations. Tonight, hallelujah. RIP 2.0 Ruach Reflections is an examination of yourself weighed against every aspect of a perfect walk, a perfect life, modeled after the perfect person, Yeshua HaMashiach. Studying Sacred Scriptures seriously is one of the greatest ways to go through each Sacred, sacred Scripture step thoroughly, so that nothing is missed in the Yah development of the new you. A great suggestion for a successful, orderly, transformed recovery love fellowship gathering, LFG, is to study in oneness each of the listed scriptures for each sacred scripture step. Example. As an example, simply pick a weekly, bi-weekly, every other day, or even every day love fellowship gathering at the appointed time for your love fellowship group to meet. The format you develop will dictate the length of time for each LFG. For each LFG, Activation of numerous small, private, intimate study groups is definitely going to take an army of servant leaders to step up. Pun intended. Love fellowship gatherings don't need to be broadcasted on Love Live Rock Remnant Reality Radio, nor does it need to be recorded. But to generate support from multiple locations, the virtual love fellowship gatherings can work in conjunction with your local LFG. Step 10 is an activation step that activates the other sacred scripture steps. 
once we've taken some level of action on any given step, we must monitor our progress through the process of our own YAD development. Recording YALI actions, the actions daily and or even fleshly actions, gives us a way of reinforcing, of reflecting on our behaviors, good or bad, never for condemnation, but rather for conviction from Ruach. This check by YAH, love, from within leads us to Teshuvah, change, or the way Yeshua to transform positively out of an old pattern of thinking, a stronghold or an evil wronghold, into a new pattern of thinking, a Yahold. A paradigm is defined by Noah Webster as a philosophical and theoretical framework of a scientific school or discipline within which theories, laws, and generalizations, along with the experiments performed in support of them, are formulated. Noah Webster, the ultimate wordsmith, had the sacred scriptures in English literally memorized. While in the world, before coming to our understanding of transformation made available by Love, Inc., through Transformed Recovery, our paradigms were definitely influenced by ones misleading us through philosophy and empty deceit. According to the traditions of men, according to the elements of the world, and not according to Messiah. From Colossians 2, 8, Hebraic Roots Bible, by Shaul the Shaliach. Colossians 2, 8, watch that there not be one misleading you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the elements of the world, and not according to Messiah. Books of Love or Ahaba, Yahuwah or I Am That I Am, Ea Asher Ea, hallelujah. We are going to be digging in tonight. This is going to be a good one. Um, we are. If you could turn with me in your instruction books to Ephesians 4, 17 to 24. And let me know when you're there. That would be fantastic. Yeah. I'm there with you. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm on there. I'm about to ask. Yami, are you there? Yes, I'm here. I've got All right. Fantastic. We've got three readers. Um, and we've got what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine verses, I believe. Marissa, could I have you read 17 and 18 or 17 to 19. Yami, could you read 20, 21, and 22? And I'll read four, right? What's that? Ephesians 4, chapter? Ephesians. No, Ephesians 5. I'm sorry. I got it. No, I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Never mind, never mind. Reset. You're right. Ephesians 4, 20. Ephesians 4, 17 to 24. Okay, got it. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, if you could read 17 and 18, Marissa, 19 to 21, and I'll read 22, 23, and 24. Therefore, I say this. Oh, ready? Yeah, go ahead. I didn't see. Okay. Yes. Uh, therefore, I say this and testify in the Master 
that you no longer walk even as also the rest of the nations walk in the vanity of their minds, having been darkened by their intellect, being um, alienated from the life of Elohim because they have no knowledge, which is because of the hardness of their heart. Who, having cast off all feelings, surrendered themselves up to lust and to the practice of all uncleanness, was a desire for more and more. But that is not what you have been taught in Messiah. If indeed you heard him and were taught in him as a truth is in Yeshua. Lay aside all former practices and put off the old man having been degenerated with deceitful lusts and be renewed in the ruach of your mind and to put on the new man who is created by Yahweh in righteousness and true set apartments. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, yeah. No, we're not supposed to use holiness. Why not? Uh, not on the call, Marissa. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, forgive me for... <sighs> yeah, when, when you look at this, um, there's a lot going on here. There's definitely a correction, a leading to repentance, a call for transformation, which is actually pretty—it's actually pretty obvious. And while while most people look at church and the things of the Bible as just religion, and they give it sur- surface gratitude for the fact that it can, you know, change your life for the better. They ignore the fact that this book really hits deep. It, it drills down into who you are. It drills down into every aspect of who you are, wherever you are. I mean, somebody please tell me as I reread this, that this isn't speaking of somebody that is engaging in extremely addictive behaviors. Therefore, I say this and testify in the Master that you no longer walk, even as also the rest of the nations walk, in the vanity of their mind. They're engaged in vain stuff. They're, they're engaged in stuff that they know they probably shouldn't be doing stuff that's probably harmful to them. Having been darkened by their intellect, they think they know it all. They're alienating themselves from life in Elohim because they have no knowledge of what Yah wants them to know, which is because of the hardness of their hearts. Their heart is so hard, it's like a cinder block, and they won't let Yah in. Yah wants to chisel away at it. Rock wants to, Yah wants to soften it, but they've got it hard as a rock. They won't, they won't let that truth in. 
having cast who having cast off all feeling. Oh, I don't care how it impacts somebody else. I'm going to go get what I want to heck with everybody else. They surrendered themselves up to lust. Does, lust does not have to be a reference to sexuality or immorality. Okay, if you're putting the need to get something to make you feel different over the needs of somebody else, that too is a lust, and it's just as wrong as any others. And to the practice of all uncleanness with a desire for more and more. Now it's taken to, a, to the next level. Now they're saying, well, I'm high. I'm going to do this. It feels good. The rest of it doesn't matter. I don't care anymore. And, well, let's keep, let's keep pushing this envelope because it's all about my pleasure. It's all about my feeling. Me, 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 me. I, 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 I. Gimme, 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 gimme. But that is not what you have been taught, Messiah. If indeed, I think there's a bit of an emphasis on there, if indeed you heard him and were taught in him as the truth is in Yeshua. The Amet is in deliverance. The truth is in Yah's deliverance. Lay aside all your former practices and put off the old man. Put off the man that was fulfilling 17 through 19. Put off the character that was exemplifying and displaying in every possible way the most debased attachments, the most debased behaviors that could line up with 17, 18, and 19. Put that man off. Have nothing to do with him. Burn out. Be willing to change. Be willing to disregard the lusts and the, dege- the and the degenerate, the deceitful lusts and the de- degenerate thinking that got you there in the first place. Now, I don't think anybody on the line that's got any any um, experience with addiction is going to say that the emotions that led you to use were uplifting and encouraging. I don't think anybody's going to make that claim. They were made because it drug you down. Yeah, it may have made you feel good, you know, for a while, but you were not at your best when you started thinking about using or when you were in active addiction. It's just, it's just the spirit that was on you that wanted to continue to defeat you and beat you because if it wasn't that, you wouldn't need to come out of it. And being renewed in the ruach of your mind and having embraced the knowledge of a better life that Yahweh wants to share through Yeshua, having embraced the shakma of the Proverbs 
to start looking at life in a different way where you can start to hydroplane on top of the the man you read that life has thrown at you. Whatever it was. And all of what it was. And to put on the new man who is created by Yahweh in righteousness and true set-apartness. And true set-apartness. So you are truly called out. So you recognize that you are called out and set apart so you can, so maybe I will have you go back into those very arenas that used to hold you down, that used to tear you down, that, you know, and you can speak into them because you have renewed your mind. Because you've allowed Yah to renew your mind so much so that you can now share You can now testify to those that are still drowning, to those that are still dying, to those that are still everything that isn't of Yeshua Yahweh in this passage. And again, in many ways, I've gotten a lot of that stuff out. In some ways, there's still stuff hanging on that I need to get out. I'm I'm well aware of it. There's, you know, thankfully more more. Well, I shouldn't. I don't know if I should say thankfully, but um, there's more evidence of mental strongholds than there are physical than there are physical addictions, with the with the exception of, you know, my smoking, which I've confessed before. Okay, I've got a bit of an eating problem, but but most of it is, you know. It's mental. It's what you know. What am I thinking of? Why am I you know? Why am I still you know dealing with this battlefield of the mind when I should be when I should have that answered as well? But what am I dealing? But you know, why am I still allowing that? That I've got to work on. But there's probably a lot more there that. You know, what, what I've got doesn't doesn't excuse me from being able to, you know, to help others. I can't use my hang-ups as an excuse not to do what the Word says. Because by doing what the Word says, it actually helps me to get rid of the rest of these things. But I've got to acknowledge that that's where I was first before I can be used. And that's what step six Step six is all about. So, hallelujah. With that, I will pass to whoever wants the microphone next. Speak up and let us know what you think about these verses and how your day was. Hallelujah. All right. And Marissa, call for it. Hallelujah. This is uh, a good scripture to go upon. If you're all... Um, Overcomers in our walk with him, and even like Scribe was saying, even if it might be food or other type of addiction, it might not even just be. What is this guy doing on there? Who knows? Anyways, I um know that you know food is is one thing, and addiction is an 
as in drugs and uh, indulging in that is another. But um, I know as, as Yami's daughter, she's seen it firsthand how food was one of her problems as well. So I have had my various issues with um, sugar, like sweets, and um, like earlier today I had was it like two of those popsicles. And I probably only needed one. And then, of course, I wanted to have more than one. I mean, it's, I mean, two is, is better than having like four or five. So I've been in those situations where it's like, I mean, I'm not like an overindulger and, and to do it every single day. But there might be times where I have, start eating ice cream and, oh, this tastes good. And I might get a little bit more. But then it's like, that's why I don't always go and buy ice cream, so then I don't overdo it either. And as well as, like, cookies and sweets. So that's uh, um, one thing that we can recognize. But what we can, what I can learn is to surrender things to Yahweh, and he can help me with understanding what is what is good and what is not good. Because, like, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out my my skin problems, and I was I was having this, I don't know if it's an ingredient and something I was, I was drinking, trying this different coffee cream recently, and maybe it's something that's in the coffee cream. I have no clue. So, like, in different ways, just simple things like that, ingredients can affect someone's health. As in, like, when I was doing drugs a few months ago, and then a few years ago I was smoking cigarettes. So I've been, been through all those similar things that others have been through. And they may have not drugs that, but they've had, they may have had issues with their addictions in other ways. And so I'm, I'm thankful that we can realize, and I can realize where I am, where I stand with um, my walk with Yahweh. Because I was writing this down, I'll know about it later. I like how it talks about um, where was I at? Like 20 and 21. But that is not what you have been taught in Messiah. If indeed you heard him and were taught in him as the truth is in Yeshua. So he he, not, he lets you know what is right and what's not right. And if you, you can clarify his his voice and he, when he tells you don't do that or don't or no, it's not good for you. Are you still eating that? What are you putting in your body? What are you, you know, so there's ways he speaks to you and even if it's, there's times where, like, I was watching about this one thing on YouTube about this one guy. Because there's a show I used to watch called Stranger Things. And I guess it took him, like, over a year just to come out. I guess they just came out with the fourth season. As I've not been on Netflix. So I don't have my subscription at the moment. So I don't need to worry about that at this time. But um, there's even a few comments under under it that people said that they were convicted by it. Or he was sharing about their comments, whatever. So I guess this four seasons really demonic or whatever. So I'm glad I was able to watch that that guy. His name's Marcus Rogers. I found him through Facebook a long time ago and he does he does some short messages or just even just he just shared a brief maybe ten minutes about it on YouTube. So he's sometimes he goes and he's also does different things. But he's a, a man of a, he doesn't use the word Yahweh yet, but he's He's in the God aspect of it, but he's still a believer. So 
and watch him talk about that video, like even so lusting after the eyes. And um, he was saying how it's not good to be watching that. And I was watching this, this thing the other day about the eyes, ears, and mouth gates. So like things that we put in, we put in our mouths or, you know, like when we put food in them or drugs and whatever. I mean, we might not do waste through drugs in our mouth. We can put them in other places. We use them in different means, but most of it goes by smoking or inhaling it in some form or another. So, and food goes as in our mouth. So, hallelujah, that we can ask Yahweh to help us overcome those defects in our addiction. So I can not have to worry about this season four as much as the flesh of me wants to go and see it and is fascinated by the craziness of it, but then the, the work is highlighting my eye gates know that it's not it's not a good concept for me to be I'm not I'm not even worried about it as I'm not watching Netflix anytime soon, but in the future I have to keep those things in mind. because yeah, I think I've I've told someone about a long time ago I was really into this show. It's a vampire show. And then even my friend Lorinda when I was I was one of her roommates she didn't even want me watching it on the laptop and and whatnot. So I still found a way to watch it. And then I watched it a few years ago, and I had to stop watching it because it was on a TV app that, that Gary had found on the TV. So I was watching, they have a bunch of different things you can watch on there. And I felt, felt really angry during that time. So whatever spiritual aspect and evil stuff going on was affecting me. So sick. But there's other times where my lust was, I was lusting into things and I wasn't following the work and that's when I was coming into more of a mess. So, and that goes back up 19 about the uncleanness, the uncleanliness. I a desire for more and more. So, I used to desire things that was not yali. And now I have a, the heart and for a desire more of Yahweh. So, I've I look at that 19 as more and more of you, Yahweh, and not of my flesh or my left. So, um, and then we read down here, and look down a little bit, 23 is be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So the Ruach, which is why we're, why we're on the line tonight, so we can talk about how we let Ruach renew our mind. So then we're not looking at those fleshy things or eating more than one candy bar or drink inside things of sugary drinks or whatnot. Who knows? But whatever you struggle with, because I know we all have our own struggles, that Yahweh is our supplier. And like, so simple as that, I could I could even pray about that, that Yahweh can help me understand. Because I'm still overcoming as an ingredient-wise, as what is good for me and what is not, because I have sensitivity to different the stuff that someone else might not have sensitivity to. So mine is a lot more complicated to worry about. So if I, I pray about it, instead of there's that one scripture about do not, do not worry about anything, but pray about everything. So I'm going to give my worries and pray about it instead of talk about it more. And I'm thankful that Yahweh can help me realize my um, my lust. And um, we only went to 24. But I'm, I bounced quickly at 26. I said, be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. And do not give the devil a chance. So like when I thought about that time I watched that show, 
then I have to be thankful that I can overcome that anger and I don't have to look at that show anymore. So, hallelujah for Yahweh helped me that I am overcomer and that we no longer dwell in our anger or in our, in our, in our eyes. That he gives us the righteous eyes that we see Yahweh things and also for my mouth. Because I also am learning on how to speak in certain words and how to eat healthy. And it's, it's as we, we learn as we go along. And for um, health-wise. Yeah, are you going to stick to the angry stick to the passage, or did you wondering? Am I wondering? Yes, very much so. I thought about the lust of the mouth. Where is that? Where, where is that brought up in the... Well, you said it has to do with addiction. Uh-huh. You said it has to do with the addictive, addictive mind, um, addictive behaviors. So my my lusting after my my foods and stuff. It says number twenty-two. Lay all your former practices and put off the old man, having been degenerated with deceitful lust. So I was talking about my lust after my um, problems and my food addiction and okay. my and my watching. Here. You want to say anything? That's really good, Marissa. I I I'm relating to what you're saying. I actually really like the message that you're sharing right now. I'm listening real closely to what you're sharing. I I think it's really good stuff. It was good. I wasn't disagreeing with. It. I was just trying to figure out where she was going when she jumped on to 26. When uh, you know. Well, what was I saying? Because I because I talk about the eyes. When, ah. I get, when I got angry from watching shows and lusting in the sun. Okay. Well, I apologize. I'm, I'm just, just no, no, no. It's cool, Scribe, because you're keeping her on her toes, and that's good. And we need to do that because your counsel and your direction that you're giving as a you know shachma counsel in her life, and as a yeah. teacher in her life, and holding her ya accountable. And being a Yah accountable is really showing up. I, I gotta say, I, I came in you know a little late, but just listening to Marissa, you never, as long as I've known you, ever been able to put thoughts together like this. There's there's a real, there's a real growth going on inside you, and uh, I think it's fantastic. I'm I'm really excited to listen to you share, and. Honestly, it used to be really hard to sit and listen through where you were going because you didn't make a whole lot of sense out of a whole lot of nothing. You just ran around in circles and and you were distracted by washing the dishes and Eva and everything else and, and you just were not in tune with Yahweh and, you know, Yahweh and his his way you know, the way, the truth, and the life in Yeshua. You just weren't in tune with it. But I I was uh, listening, and you really were in tune with what you were saying, and it was applicable to the Scripture. And, you know, I would have never thought for you to bring out, was that Buffy the the uh, Vampire Slayer? It was, I actually, I actually had a, HBO where the show, Showtime series actually ended up buying the DVDs. Just how obsessed I was with it. It was called True Blood. It was a crazy. Okay. They were the necromancy and whatever else. Yeah, yeah. 
no, no, no. That was really cool because I used to have a really weird thing. There, there is a spirit that's wrapped around that all. I used to have a really weird thing with vampires myself. So that'd be good for my recovery to talk about. Yeah, because I, I think that it, it is a, I think it's a, a trap that the enemy puts out there for us to get wrapped up in it all. And I used to do it, you know. So I just want you to know that uh, it's it spoke to me when you said it because I never. I never really realized uh, how much that wrapped me up. But do you know when I broke it? When I broke that thing with vampires? Do you know when that happened? When? Scribe and I went to a Pentecostal church that didn't believe in television. So we never watched. We never watched TV. Uh, probably didn't start really watching TV from 19... 19- 1990, when I started going to that church, all the way, I think we started watching kids' movies with my children. And, of course, you know, unfortunately, it was Disney. And we know the evil spirits wrapped around Disney, which really sucks, too. But um, right around 1996. So I didn't watch any TV until 1996. So it was like a six-year so it was one of the places where I abstained completely from television for a six-year period, and that's what broke my addiction to TV because I was extremely, extremely addicted to television at one point. Wow. Yeah, but I, have a, I used to be really bad with it where I could go all night. So maybe it would be good for me yeah. to take it. Take it because that show called Stranger Things, I watched the first three seasons, and watching that, that maybe ten minute video from that one guy talking about that's not good. That means I'm not going to go and try to watch it now because I don't want to watch. No, it. me and San, me and San just went in on Netflix because we got a free membership to Netflix included with our uh, with our T-Mobile, I believe it is, and uh, we were actually watching a very good movie, uh, and uh, that Stranger Things came on as a commercial in between the two movies that we watched and yeah. it is freaky freaky don't ever turn that on don't watch it that will that will open up door that opens up doors it does i believe it's a door opener to the oh shoot i got gary into it too and he watched it with me the first three seasons oh yeah yeah that's I watched, probably that's why i was a hot mess yeah, I mean, you can't you can't take every thought captive when you're allowing your thoughts to go crazy with that stuff. I mean, it's it's completely opposite of what the scripture tells you to do. It's like, okay, let's open the door and let's let all this darkness come right on in and mess with me, you know? Especially when we may not have had all of it gone yet anyway. Exactly. Uh, and and I guess I guess that's what I was what I was getting at is in my, you know, my impression at the time in the Ruach when, when Marissa was first speaking is there's other areas that she could have touched on besides just the food addiction and, and her skin issues and stuff like this where, right. But we want to go, but you see, if, we, if we're just focusing on the drugs and the skin, the skin, that's a surface thing. Yeah. Okay, that that's that's just the surface. That's not getting. That's not digging into 
the causes of, you know, where, you know, how the problem started. Okay. The, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Okay. So the, the, the problem started somewhere back. Now the pro, the problems are just forcing their way to the surface. Okay. They're forcing their way out and they're starting to become visible in your skin. Okay. That's so, so, so the skin, the skin, the external is just the symptom. Okay. Where you're still talking about the symptom and the food and you know, stuff like this, when, okay, what's, you know, what, um, a chocolate bar is not going to be a, is not a deceitful lust. Okay. What Scribe's trying to tell you is when you're writing your fourth step out, is you have to look at the underlying factors underneath addiction. In other words, in other words, why do you turn to chocolate? What's going on inside you that makes you reach out for the chocolate? And it might be because you feel insecure. It might be because you feel inadequate. It might be because you're depressed. You know, and then, and then the next question is, okay, well, then why am I depressed? What happened? What, did I, what door did I open up that's causing me to move towards depression? You know? I mean, they're That's they're calling over the market. I'm sorry. This is because she's got this jerk hanging over in the supermarket, telling her to hurry up. <laughs> you guys are doing the meeting from the. You guys are doing the meeting from the supermarket. No, 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 no. The no the the reason she's depressed, the reason she's you know reaching out for the chocolate, is because she's got this. Jerk hovering over at the supermarket at, at Walmart telling her to hurry up. Oh, are you? Yes, me. yes, me. Let, me. let me tell him something. <laughs> I, I've gone, I, I've gone better where I usually get like the it's the organic one with no soy in it, but I'm it's, a lot of has soy in it, but it's like a dark chocolate bar. I try to eat one to two squares at at least one or two a day. I don't eat the whole thing in one day. So I have gotten a lot better because it is also healthy for you to eat dark chocolate sometimes. But like cookies, I don't get them every single time, but I do get them sometimes. So hallelujah. Well, there's gluten in cookies, so I would definitely recommend don't ever get cookies anymore. Well, I can get, I can get them and make some gluten-free ones. I can learn a recipe. They have okay. gluten-free cookies. They, anyway. They, they sell gluten-free cookies. <laughs> hallelujah. Who wants to share that? It is it is very normal for food addiction to really kick in at this point, Marissa. So I do want you to know it's normal. I'm not condoning it. I'm not waving a a go for it flag because I believe it would be very easy if I wouldn't be in the anything in excess is a sin mindset which is what's going to stop addiction. No matter what the addiction is, and some of them you do need to completely abstain, but I'm saying if you can get to the point where, like you said, I only eat one small piece of chocolate a day. Sand and I did that for a long time, and I believe it stopped us from grabbing a lot of other things that we could have grabbed. She would get out one piece of chocolate for me from Longevity, and one for her because the orc value was like the highest that there was, and it was a full day of fruits, a full day of 
supply of fruits and vegetables that's in the longevity chocolate. It's really good for you. Extremely expensive. You know, a piece of chocolate costs you a buck and a half for a small piece, but it's a lot healthier for you than any other chocolate you can eat. Uh, I've never found anything that's even close to their chocolate. So the, the point is, is we weren't doing it in excess. Sand would bring me out one piece of chocolate at night, and that would be enough to stop me from wanting to get the munchies and wanting to do something that I shouldn't have did with food. So we really made a major change at that point in our relationship. I remember because we used to probably indulge really bad in our food addiction, you know, in the early days of our food addiction especially, and I think I got myself up to, I bottomed out at about 268 pounds. And right now I'm, this morning I stepped on the scale, I was 224. So I'm running about 44 pounds less than what I was when I wasn't addressing the excess. So anything in excess is a sin, remember that. And all things in moderation is Yahweh's, diet plan and not just you know with food but with other things as well so the same would apply to television i'm not telling you 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 gotta abstain from television but what i am telling you is stop watching things that open up doors evil things like this stranger things you know that you were watching before you replace that with some of these movies that are on you know, our movie list and on Pure Flix, you know, so that you are still allowing yourself to have some relaxation time, but at the same time, you should have your brain engaged and your your heart should be engaged so that you're growing rather than going backwards, you're going forwards. Hallelujah. You set the phone down on you didn't get to it right away. Um, do we have that full 77 list somewhere? Because I don't know if I've got that whole thing. Just asking, we can deal with that after the call. Um, so, hallelujah. Rock, do, uh, do you got any more you want to say on the, um, the verses themselves, or should we just move on and see what Yami's got? Um, let, let Yami go first, and then if i got anything to add, I'll, I'll do that. All right, sounds good. Yami, are you there? I am here, and very good, Marissa, and scribe both, and just reading the scriptures, you know. It spoke to me differently because I'm under different circumstances. Um, it told me I have to be careful what company I keep is what it I heard from, um, yeah, and I need to um, not be around uh, people that that practice um, things that dishonor, yeah, because, um, you know, I want to dishonor him. And um, they say birds of a feather flock together. So that was the main thing. And there's some deep thoughts I have to look at on that topic, um, but I won't take the time up 
right now. Now pass. Hallelujah. Thank you for that, Yami. Yeah, that is really cool. That is that is really cool that she got that alternative uh point because you know, you and I both learned from Meadows scribe back in uh the early nineties, you become like the people you associate with. And uh you know, I shifted from associating with a lot of people that were really very lost in Narcotics Anonymous and Alcoholics Anonymous to people that were uh, more found, you know, in the United Pentecostal Church when I kind of shifted from one system to another system. And then I had the system of people at the same time that I was shifting into that were more in a positive motivational educational training system that I believe at its core was scriptural. So, you know, my Mind of Messiah Motivation Program that I'm putting together in the background while I'm building businesses and and being a marketplace minister um, has everything to do with that subject of what Yami said. You know, Dexter Yeager, I remember just even the way that he said it, if you want to be a winner, you got to run with the winners, you know? And it was so true because I had people that were anchors, you know, they were they were like dragging me down. They were dragging me under. They were holding me back uh, in so many ways that were a big part of my life. And I had to I had to do that. And a lot of people get you know they criticize. Oh yeah, that business tells you to you know do this and do that. But you know, AA really did the same thing. It said change your, the people, the places, and the things you know, of who you associate with. And uh, the people, you know, I had to actually realize that a lot of people in the program, I was the leader. I was like the most positive guy in recovery. Honestly, uh, there was very few people that I was inspired by. uh, And one of them, he's still my sponsor to this day uh, because I switched out of the other sponsors that I had because I found that I outgrew them and I passed them in many ways. But uh, the service heart was what was the most attractive to me in association. And and that was, uh, I think, the ultimate servant of all times in Narcotics Anonymous for the state of Wisconsin was John Halverson. And John Halverson's my, my sponsor. Now, John Halverson... The only time I see him now, because we don't really talk a whole lot throughout the year, it's very rare that we talk too much by phone, but we do run into each other every year at Life Fest. So, and then we get a chance to, to catch up a little bit, and sometimes it gets deep and sometimes not so much. But uh, I would say that that would be the reason that I've, asked him in that season uh, of change that I went through after the divorce was because he was always an extremely positive force. And the transition that happened was I left the business system that was a positive force and I didn't have Meadows mentorship anymore. And 
I had also left the UPC at that point. So I left that church system. Uh, so now I was seeking, okay, where do I go in this next season of my life? And uh, that's when I had asked John at that point to be my sponsor. I started going to NA a lot more again at that point. And uh, I guess just the power of association and especially association of, of mentors and finding the right people that really motivate you and really can be an iron sharpening iron situation, I think is one of the most important things that any of us can do. And not only have that coming as towards us, but for, you know, us to be doing it outwardly to someone else. So prescribed now with all the mentorship that he's had in his life between me and Meadows and, and other people that have inspired him, he's now able to, to push that back out uh, to Marissa, you know, and, and it's meant to be that way. It's meant to pay it forward. It's meant to, to give it on to the next person. Um, by the way, that's one of the ones on the 77 mandatory movie list that would be considered not necessarily a scriptural movie or, you know, a Christian movie or anything is pay it forward. That is a 99% sure on the list. And the lesson in it is huge, you know, and uh, that's really what we're talking about. When, when Yami talks about, you know, her associations, too many negative people can drag you down. But when you're out there trying to help people and you're the positive one that's lifting everybody else up, which I think is what she falls into is she tries to get out there and she's wanting to help everybody. But then it's like, okay, well, who's, who's helping me? Who's, who's the iron sharpening the iron back? So it's kind of like if you're out there as the evangelist and you're giving yourself away, you've got to be out there with the way that Yah said it, you got to be out there in twos uh, or it can really, really drag you down if it's out there just you by yourself. And I guess probably that's something I've never said to Sand as far as why I like her to go with me is because even me, as strong as I am by myself, I'm stronger when there's two. I'm stronger when she's there and she shouldn't be there tapping her feet frustrated, you know, like let's get out of the grocery store, like scribe hovering over, over uh, Marissa, like let's go. But that is a lot of times what happens with Sam because I could sit and shop, but she'll say to me, I'm not here to shop. I'm here to grab something and go, you know, I don't want to look around. I don't want to, you know, spend a lot of time here. I got stuff to do. I got to get going. But what I'm saying is, is that, you know, when I'm out and about, uh, I know that I'm better when she's there with me. And her time with me shouldn't be getting frustrated with me. Her time with me should be there as an intercessor to pray for me while I'm possibly being led to the next person that I'm supposed to be talking to. And that that's that's like, where do you serve your time? Do you serve your time, you know, 
getting frustrated in the moment and then wasting it? Or do you serve your time praying in the moment so that we get the most out of it? And and it's two perspectives of, of how to think about it. But it's like if I'm in a certain situation, there's a lot of situations that I'm in with sand that I don't really want to go to, I don't really want to be there, but I have to just make a decision that I'm I'm there for her and I'm going to be praying as best as I can to try to not, you know, get short or be like, oh, I don't really want to be here and, and complain and murmur. I don't want to do that to her. If there's a moment that she wants to do something, uh, you know, then I need to go there and be supportive. So all of that, I think, has to do with association. And, uh, you know, I realize Yami, unfortunately, doesn't have that partner with her anymore in Dean. But I don't know when Dean was alive, if he was really that supportive and really in the moment with her evangelism a lot of times anyway. You know, I don't know. I mean, I think sometimes he probably was, but I think a lot of times, you know, not so much. What she really needs is, is she needs that support of us in the mornings and in the nights when she's on. And uh, she needs to start developing a congregation, and I told her that a few months ago, uh, of people that want this. They want to be Mishpaka, and then she's going to be able to have more of that support as she's going out, you know, doing what she needs to do. And uh, because if you're out there just too much with people that are of the world, it'll drag you down. It'll eventually get to you, you know. And uh, I'm glad that she recognized that. That's that's powerful. That's really good. So right now, you know, Marissa, that's cool that Scribe is there with you to have your back. And it shouldn't be him getting frustrated with you as much as it should be him praying for you as you're going up back out into society and you're doing things uh, to have your back in prayer everywhere that you go, because you should be looking at life through new eyes as a new creation. And I hope that you guys, I didn't, I didn't get to hear much testimony about a mikvah or anything, but I hope you guys realize when you washed and you were cleansed, and hopefully you guys got uh, also the Ruach HaKodesh fire mikvah as well, because that's that's the huge part, is it's not just being, yeah. Actually, actually we, we, we did not we did not mikvah uh, Sunday because I forgot to bring up the fact that uh, we could bring a change of clothes. And it was oh. raining and yucky outside, so. Rainy and yucky. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know what that looks like anymore. We thought we were going to have rain on Thursday and it didn't it doesn't rain in, in our Texas property any more than it really rains here. I think Sam looked it up. We get 20 days of rain a year at the Texas property. <laughs> wow. 11 inch, 11 inches all year. It's it's desert. It's like the driest place in in all of the state of Texas. Wow. Which is great for my allergies, you know. I don't have to – I can go through New Mexico and over to Texas and uh, still be dry just like I am over here. Right, right. So. So. 
Well, I'm sorry to hear that you guys weren't able to do that because uh, there was some significant teaching I was going to start throwing in wrapped around that. If they didn't teach on it, you know, I don't know what you caught from the teaching side of it, but uh, there's a lot about mikvah. It's a, it's a huge subject. And mikvah by water and mikvah by by fire, both. Right. So. so. All right. Well, thanks for letting me uh, add my uh, 50 cents. Not a problem. Always a pleasure. All right. This year is Yeshua. When we come back, we will get to the JFTNA reading for the day. And then Marissa will uh, come forward again with our whatever prayer. Hallelujah. This is Yeshua's song.
to the Gregorian calendar, it is June 6th, 2022. Pope Gregory was not always right. He was just a man. Don't trust him. Anyway, recovery doesn't happen overnight. The 12 steps of Narcotics Anonymous are a progressive recovery process established in our daily living. The 12 steps of transformed recovery are a distinguished, specific, progressive recovery process established for our Ruachal benefit. After some time in Transformed, we may find that we are faced with what seems like overwhelming personal problems, angry feelings, and despair. When we realize what's going on, we may wail, but I've been working so hard, I thought I was recovered. I thought I was recovered? Maybe. Not hardly. Over and over, we hear that recovery is an ongoing process, and that we are that we are never cured. Yet we sometimes believe that if we just work our steps enough, pray enough, or go to enough meetings, we'll eventually, well, maybe not be cured, but be something. Now I got to disagree with that because um, the only the only cure. To the end of to the end of sin in our life or addictive behaviors in our life is a fervent attachment to Yeshua, a fervent attachment to Yahweh and His Torah. That's the only thing that is going to cure us. And is it a cure or is it have we just arrived? Are we back home with Abba? Is our tent, is our tent fully sewn to His? Sorry for the ad lib. And we are something. We're recovering, recovering from addictive, from active addiction, from active sin, intentional sin. No matter what we've dealt with through the process of the steps, there will always be more. What we didn't remember or didn't think was important in our first inventory will surely present itself later on again and again. We'll turn to the process of the steps to deal with what's bothering us. The more we use this process, the more we'll trust it. If we can see the results, uh, let me reread that. The more we use this process, the more we'll trust it, for we can see the results. We go from anger and resentment to, for, to forgiveness, from denial to honesty and acceptance, and from pain to, to serenity. Wow, you can, almost, you can almost see the scripture references in there. Recovery doesn't happen overnight, and ours will never be completed. But each day brings new healing and the hope for more tomorrow. Just for today, I will do what I can for my recovery today and maintain hope in the ongoing process of recovery. As I was reading this, as I was reading this, I could not help but see that picture of Yeshua's hand reaching down into the water and grabbing somebody else's hand and pulling him up. Just like he reached down and grabbed Peter's hand as he was as Peter was sinking because Peter was given the opportunity to attempt to walk on water but couldn't. 
okay, or did but then got fearful and started falling in. And the image that was that I got was the fact that Yeshua Yahweh holds us up. He's constantly pulling us up, but we still have to. But we ha- we have to remain grounded on this earth as though it were something sucking us down. So the process, this process of recovery that we go through, it's ongoing in so much that our feet continue to need to be washed because our feet are what continually continually gets us gets us continually gets us dirty because it because our feet have got to at least for a time our feet have got to remain in contact with this mortal plane there's no two there's no two ways around it we can't float we can't fly Okay, we are in contact with a sinful, lost and dying world. All we can do is not resist Yeshua as he's trying to keep us as far from the yuck. He's trying to keep us from sinking any further than absolutely necessary or having any more contact than is absolutely necessary through our salvation. So if we can just keep it, so if we can just keep it in our feet, you know, we may be good because we know he's got us. So that's what I saw. I hope that helped somebody. I don't know if it made sense or not. But anyways, here's Marissa with Philippians four, four through nine. No whatever prayer. Hallelujah. I am gonna end our night with chapter four, Philippians four through nine. Rejoice in Yahweh always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your humility be known to all men. Our master is at hand. Do not worry about anything, but in everything and by, by, by anything. Sorry about that. I got mixed up. Don't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and by petition with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to our hand. And the shalom of Yahweh, which surpasses all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds through Yeshua Messiah. Finally, my brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honest, whatever is just, whatever pure, whatever lovely, whatever of good report, and if there's any virtue, and if there's any praise, think on these things. And what things you learned and received and heard and saw in me, practice these things, and the Elohim of Shalom will be with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I had to step away for a minute, but I am back now. We'll get to one last song, and then we will ask Yami if she would be willing to pray close the meeting, unless Rock wants to do that for us. That would be fantastic. This is YouTube, hallelujah, where the streets have no name.
apologize. I don't like that recording. I am going to butt in and find something else. It was just taking too long, and it didn't sound like it was coming through real clear. So this is Mercy Me with So Long Self.
Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for joining us for Love Live, Ruach Remnant Reality Radio's RIP 2.0, Ruach Reflections. Yami, can I ask you to pray close the evening tonight? You sure can. Hallelujah. And I will answer. <laughs> I will pray um, this evening, um, lifting up my prayers to Yahshua and knowing that Yahweh is our Father and standing um, in respect, honoring him for giving us good orderly direction. Thank you, Father, that you meet us where we're at and you send to us the right people. And, Father, I thank you for Steph and for Judy and their zeal for you, and I pray that um, that they uh, um, are baruched by me being their friend. And I also lift up Gloria, who's in, uh, um, I don't know, a mental health ward right now. And I thank you that she's my friend, and she looks to me to um, touch base with you, yeah. And I pray that you keep her, you keep um, Judy, and you keep um, Steph all in order, along with everyone in our family of love lines of um to those of us who are searching for the truth and we have a love for the truth. And, Father, that that love grow deep to commitment, to determination to keep our eyes stayed on you and to um, feeding the hungry. Father, it impressed me, I think it was yesterday, when you said to don't, um, there was a, was a teaching you said not to the Gentiles, but to the the ones set apart for your purpose, for the the your um, for who does have an ear to hear those that have received your Ruhat. And Father, help us to bond with and stay um, tight with those who are among the beloved who have received the Ruhat, whose job is to spread your love abroad. And yeah, let let there be no sign of codependence. Only all of us dependent on you. And therefore, um, we are Yah dependent. And as the Ruhat spreads 
Yah's love uh, among us, we are able to go out and take the country and possess the land. From Jordan to the sea, and though the giants may be there, our way is not hindered. You're letting us know you place within us the ability to do our part in your kingdom and that we are to help one another. We are to be kind and obedient to you in the way we show love. So all those little things that the little foxes that spoil the vine, let them let them be put to sleep, cast away, not effective in our life, so that we grow truly strong, connected to your vine, and that we be the branches. Hallelujah. You are the vine that connects us. Let us be the branches and let us each fit where we belong and let love rule our heart, which always brings peace. The peace that passes all understanding, let it be uh, proven. And when people look at our lives, they see you. They see what love really has to offer, and they want it. So we pray to you, the master of the harvest, for the fields are ripe. And, Father, let us do our part. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you for that, Yami. If you're awake and if you want to do it, the best way to start your day is with Yahweh with praise, prayer, decree, and declare right here, same time, same channel. Well, actually not same time. We start at seven at seven oh seven Eastern. Not nah, correct that, correct that, forget that. We start at seven thirty seven AM Eastern, six thirty seven AM Central, and 7.30 a.m. and 6.30 a.m. Mountain and Pacific, respectively, for praise, prayer, decree, and declare. Hallelujah. We are done for tonight. RIP 2.0 Ruach Reflections has been awesome. We wish you Boca Tov and Shalom. Rest well. Hopefully we will hear from you in the morning. This is Scribe. We are